This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds and Benson burners. This is Doug. And my name is Doug Loves Minis, the show that still thinks Friday Night Lights, the TV show, is way better than Friday Night Lights, the movie, coming to you from a hotel room in George Washington on the gorge, the beautiful gorge, on Sunday, May 24th, 2015. I'll be performing at 5 o'clock tomorrow in the Sasquatch Festival. Uh, today, 5 o'clock today, if you listen to this on Monday, May 25th, or it's already happened if you're listening after 5.50 p.m. on Monday, May 25th, 2015. I know people have big plans for a week, three-day weekend like this, so I'm sure there's not a lot of people that are going to listen to this mini until the weekend is over. Plus, if you're going to Sasquatch, you already know you're going to Sasquatch, and you already know that I'm going to be there. So this is all a waste of time, other than to say that Sasquatch is not only the best name for a uh, festival, it's also in one of the most beautiful settings, if not the most beautiful, here at the Gorge. Between Hangout Fest last week at the beach and the upcoming Pemberton Festival in the mountains, I'm really killing it with uh, scenic festivals this year. Rest in peace, Ann Mira, the great Ann Mira, the pioneer, the female comedy and comedy in general pioneer, used to be longtime comedy team with Jerry Stiller ben, and the mother of Ben Stiller. She was in Reality Bites, of course, telling Winona Ryder that she couldn't work at that paper unless she knew how to pronounce, define irony. And... Uh, <laughs> She and Jerry Stiller were on the Ed Sullivan Show with the Beatles. Anyway, I could go on and on about her and how great she was, and uh, she certainly will, will be missed. A true giant in the entertainment world. What's going on with the 365 days, 365 movies, Douglas Movies Challenge? For movie number 101... Mad Max Fury Road. The other night I watched it and was so excited to see it. You know, what has it got on Rotten Tomatoes? A thousand percent? Nobody dislikes it. You know what I'm going to do right now while you guys listen? I'm going to pull up the Rotten Tomatoes page and see if the 100% rating is still intact for Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, I love George Miller, and the movie has definitely got amazing action. It's super kinetic, but uh, 100%? A perfect movie that every critic loves? I mean, is there a story in Mad Max? Okay, good. It's dipped down to 98%. All right, let's see. 98%. Clicking on it now to find out which renegade critics agree with me. I mean, I didn't hate it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely did not hate it. But I just didn't feel... I didn't get into any of the characters. Like, I get, you know, that people are saying that, uh, you know... Uh, feminists are embracing this movie because Charlize Theron is a, you know, shaved-headed uh, 
one-armed. Basically, the hero of the movie, even on the poster, Mad Max has got a Bane-like mask on and is behind Charlize Theron. It's really, it's really her movie. But it's interesting that 92% of the audience uh, liked it compared to 98% of the critics. So there is that. Uh, only five critics have given it a rotten review. And now I want to know what they said. One said a precipitous decline from beyond Thunderdome. His name is Lewis Project, and then there's no picture. The guy doesn't even have a picture. <laughs> he's burning, the only one, he's the only one they quote uh, that says anything bad about it. I don't know about that. I, I, I think it's better than Beyond Thunderdome. Beyond Thunderdome, the whole Thunderdome concept, when they're flying around in there with the chainsaws and whatnot, is really great. Like, George Miller is so great at directing action, but I just wish that, like, as much as I don't like Mel Gibson now, back when they were doing the Mad Max movies, uh, I really liked him, and I found him extremely likable in those movies, even though he was a guy running around uh, fighting everybody. Uh, but Tom Hardy, like, again, similar to Bane, you can't even tell what he's saying a lot of the time. And he's just not, like the drop is the only Tom Hardy performance that I can think of where he was likable or you cared about his fate. Oh, but then there was also that, that, uh, that UFC movie, Warrior. Yeah, he was likable in that. Oh, and Lawless also. All right, never mind. I just wish <laughs> that he had more of a character to play in... Mad Max. I mean, and Charlize Theron, yeah, it's uh, she's a strong female character helping other female characters, but the other female characters are all dressed really super sexy and uh, you know, have uh they're like brawless and stuff. So the movie gets it both ways. It's not like it's complete like a feminist movie. And then Charlize Theron is taking acting work away from uh, you know, actresses that only have one arm and a shaved head. What a monster. <laughs> I love that the lead character in a Mad Max movie is a woman. I just thought the movie was just, uh, you know, a lot of running around, and I just didn't get it. I, I want to see it again, just because it's always strange when everybody loves something, and then I sit there and go, what? Why? And I picked that over Pitch Perfect 2, which, without even having seen it yet, I'm guessing I would like a lot more. I would have a lot more fun at. So, to make myself feel better about not being able to see Pitch Perfect 2, I watched, I went back, and I'm going to be an Anna Kendrick completist. I saw what I believe is her first movie called Rocket Science. Um... Jeffrey Blitz wrote and directed it, and he's the guy who made the excellent documentary called Spellbound. <laughs> I don't know why I pronounced it weird. Spellbound, about the script Spelling Bee. And uh, this movie is about debating. And, of course, Anna Kendrick plays a great debater uh, in it. Uh, you know, she's she's had it from jump. I mean, I... I believe she was nominated for a Tony, like when she was just a child, and uh, 
she's uh, she's good stuff. And it's got music throughout by Violent Femmes, both uh, instrumental and uh, and with lyrics. Uh, so that was I, I like that about it. I always like movies where they just sort of pick a song style of a group or a ba- you know a band or an artist, and then they run with it through the entire movie. You know, like obviously The Graduate is a great example of that. But I also like the use of uh, Wang Chung music in To Live and Die in L.A. and Cat Stevens and Harold and Maud. And I'm sure there are more examples. Don't send me any on Twitter. <laughs> Unless there's one you really love that you think I'm missing out on. But the main character in the movie, played by a kid whose name I forgot already, I want to say it's Reese Mark Thompson or something like that, he, uh, is a, he's a stutterer, and Anna Kendrick's character convinces him to join the debate team to try to help him, or I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what her motivation is, really, because uh, he can't debate, he stutters. And he keeps trying to bait, and he keeps stuttering. And then there's just scene after scene of him trying to say things to people and stuttering. And you know what word he's trying to say, and he stutters and stutters. And stuttering is a terrible thing, and I don't wish it upon anybody. But it was just too much uh, stuttering and not enough uh, rockets or science. And not enough Anna Kendrick. There's, the movie should have been about her character. And then there's this weird stutterer kind of character in the background. <laughs> That's what I would have done with it. Let's see what you guys are watching for movie number 101. Uh, what do we got here? We got Lou Geese. Geese has watched The Avengers Age of Ultron. Fun and exciting despite crowded cast. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in that one. I got to see that one again, too. Um... Brad Perala saw Art and Craft, excellent doc about prolific art forger Mark Landis. Oh, okay. Never heard of it? Gotta check it out now. If I run across it somewhere. How can I see that, Brad? A underscore and underscore photos saw Mad Max Fury Road and says, I haven't seen this type of filmmaking since George Miller first attempted Mad Max. Okay. I don't believe that makes sense because Mad George Miller's done that kind of filmmaking since the first Mad Max. Right? That's my opinion. I mean, when it comes to action, I don't think there's anybody better. His section of Twilight Zone, the movie's the best part, with John Lithgow as the guy on the pl- going crazy on the plane. Both of the Babe movies are amazing. I especially like Babe, Pig in the City because it's, it's got kind of an action movie feel to it. Um, he even brought an action movie feel to Lorenzo's Oil about uh, a kid with a really weird, debilitating disease. Uh, I love George Miller. I just don't, I just couldn't get into. Mad Max Fury Road because I didn't I just didn't it's just like a lot of running around I I don't know what happened I don't know what's wrong Marty McSuperfly saw Three Night Stand he says reprehensible characters with no redeeming qualities have issues who cares alright well I don't know what Three Night Stand is but if I run across it maybe I won't watch it thanks to you Marty McSuperfly speaking of Marty McFly this October, on the very date that Marty McFly goes into the future 
in Back to the Future 2, I'm going to do a Benson movie interruption of Back to the Future 2 at the Castro Theater in San Francisco. And I've already lined up a couple of great co-interrupters, and I'll get a couple of more by October. Uh, but tickets are on sale. DouglasMovies.com for that, and also you can get uh, tickets for... I'm going to be at the Limestone Comedy Festival in Bloomington, Indiana, week after next. Got shows coming up next weekend in Austin, Texas. You know where to go to find out more. SF underscore Sour Cherry saw House on Telegraph Hill, suspenseful noir thriller with a Holocaust backstory that takes place in SF. Okay. Bill Nige One saw The Gray, the perfect film for those times when you're faced with a six-hour flight delay. Well, it's only two of those six hours, but it's a pretty entertaining movie. I believe you mean the Liam Neeson film, right? Where he is constantly talking people through uh, the fact that they're going to die. And the poster made it look like it was about dudes fighting wolves and... Liam Neeson doesn't fight wolves until right before the end credits roll and you don't get to see him fight wolves. Spoiler alert. Uh, the name that I just ruin every time I try to say it. E is for Erica. Saw Into the Woods and says there's no way too much singing. Oh, there's way too much singing in this musical. Yeah. <laughs> it's wall-to-wall -wall singing. Uh, did you think there was too much singing in Les Mis? And uh, lots of other musicals? Some people like their musicals to stop and just talk for a while. And I get that. I can go either way. Ralph Varlis saw Blades of Glory and wrote much better than I expected. And that's your damn right about that. Because that movie, as they say in their ad campaign, kicks some ice. <laughs> For some reason, it's my favorite Will Ferrell comedy. I don't know why. Most people would probably pick like Step Brothers or Talladega Nights. Old school's pretty good, but it's almost not a Will Ferrell comedy because it's also a Vince Vaughn comedy and a bunch of other funny people comedy. I, I do love old school. All right, I got to get out to the festival. I got to enjoy some comedy. I'm going to see Ron Funches and... Uh, and uh, I'm going to see some music. Jenny Lewis is playing tonight. Uh, yesterday I got to see the Budos Band again. They're great guys that I've uh, hung out with it a couple uh, couple years ago at Bumbershoot. Don't think I'm going to be at Bumbershoot this year, you guys. Uh, I've gone every year for like the last six, seven years. And uh, I think I'm going to skip it. So apologies for that. And uh, as always... I haven't written a shithead down anywhere, so let me just pick one. SeaWorld is a shithead. This is Douglas Vinny's, his fifth podcast, and it's quite a blast. It's bad size, so it'll download fast. It's a Doug Benson show, he done before you know. Listen for the dates and bring a name tag to the show. Here with Leonard Malton, rated in the game named after him, made it funny that he's played it. Shit head sing.